my dear friends, fans, and colleagues, welcome to Voices of the Sacred Feminine on this special night, this Monday, December 21st, this winter solstice night. I hope wherever you are, you are safe and you're warm and you're dreaming the dark. Well, tonight's special show is uh, the next installment in the Goddess Calling Inspirational Messages and Meditations audiobook series. Listeners said they wanted to hear more from me, the hostess of the show. Uh, They said they'd like to be able to listen to my book, Goddess Calling, uh, when they're multitasking uh, rather than having to sit down and read it. So now you're getting your wish. We have about a dozen audio messages and meditations in the can, as they say, and they'll be released every three to four weeks uh, to fill much of 2016. Tonight, uh, the theme is Resolutions and Return of the Light. It is intended uh, to be listened to primarily um, this time of the year, the very end of the year, the very beginning of the year, during the time of the winter solstice, Candlemas, Bridget, as we begin to awake from our slumber and gestation in the darkness and start to think about the potential of the new year life, renewing ourselves once again, and the coming light. So um, why don't you grab a seat, uh, grab a cup of tea, a glass of wine, Ah, take a deep breath, deep cleansing breath, and just relax. This isn't a meditation. This is just a message. But, you know, just... um, you know, let uh, let my words just kind of sink in. And this is uh, Chapter 1 of God is Calling. Uh, as I said, we have about um, a dozen in the can. I'm not going to be uh, sharing the whole book on the audio series, just a small portion of it. And it is my hope that if you like what you hear, maybe, just maybe, you'll get in touch with me to buy the book or get it on Amazon or whatever bookseller um, works best for you. Okay, so resolutions and return of the light. If you're familiar with goddess or earth-based spirituality, you no doubt know or have been hearing for weeks now about the winter solstice and the returning of the light. We have heard that our northern European ancestors called the holiday of winter solstice Mother's Night when the female ancestors and goddess were celebrated and their guidance sought out by the people. We know it is the time to celebrate the Roman god Saturn as well as Mithras and Jesus. We tell tales of the Yuletide goddesses such as Lucia and Holda and how the Druids celebrated their festival of liberation a time when the soul is set free to dream a new world. The returning of the light from winter solstice forward for a time is not just about whether we see more darkness or light in the sky. The light actually symbolizes the potential for life and new beginnings. That said, let me share a little story with you with a new perspective on the season. A myth I don't think gets as much play at this time of year. It's about the sun goddess Amaterasu, a Shinto goddess whose sacred sites are on the island of Japan. 
Amaterasu's myth shares similarities to the Greek goddess Demeter and her body and unrestrained counterpart Baobo. You see, in her sorrow, Amaterasu, like Demeter, withdrew from the world, causing the land to become barren and bleak. In her grief, Amaterasu secluded herself in a cave. No amount of coaxing could get Amaterasu to come out and restore fertility and vegetation to the land. Until, like in the story of Demeter and Baobo, Amaterasu was also coaxed out of hiding and despair by her counterpart in the myth, Azumi. Legend has it Amaterasu peeked out from the cave, her curiosity aroused by the laughter and clapping, inspired by Uzumi's dance. But this wasn't just any dance. You see, like Baobo, Uzumi was lifting her skirt, a nice euphemism for showing her genitals or sacred yoni. Why, you might ask? Well, on the exoteric level, it might seem funny or lewd to watch someone dance an erotic dance or striptease, if you will. I myself can't forget the woman on the stage popping ping pong balls from her yoni in that wonderful movie, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert or the curious Japanese men holding their mini flashlights hoping to get a glimpse of the yoni of female performers spreading their knees on stage. The yoni, in ancient times and now, holds great power in mystery. These stories of the dances of Demeter's Baobo and Amaterasu's Uzumi aren't meant to be lewd. They are, in fact, I think, meant to be sacred, They are from the pre-Christian time when procreation and sexual union were still considered sacred and sex had not yet become something shameful or taboo. A woman's body held the mysteries of the cycles of life and death. You might recall those sacred statues in museums highlighting the pubic triangle, that part of the woman's body known to be the gateway or threshold of fertility and new life until Christianity turned what was normal, natural, and sacred on its head. Baobo and Uzumi's yoni dances were the catalyst jump-starting Demeter and Amaterasu to once again spark new life. Think about the last time you really had a deep belly laugh. Did you not feel alive and vital and joyous? Seeing the dances of their counterparts brought Amaterasu and Demeter such joy that life was rekindled. Vegetation sprang forth once more and humanity could once again eat and sustain itself. People and creatures would live and not starve. In the story of Amaterasu, it is also said that as she peeked from the cave to look upon Uzumi's dance, she caught sight of her own image in a bronze mirror. And as she became dazzled by her own radiance, light and fertility were restored to the world. Some scholars believe this myth reflects the regenerative force. It is the power and awe inspired by the yoni across cultures as a catalyst for creation, change, healing, or protection. Let us remember also that women as life givers were associated with goddess herself, the creatrix of the world and everything in the universe. 
Life springs forth from women's bodies, and women bleed without dying. This is very powerful magic. Simply put, without the yonis in these stories, without the yonis in our stories, life ceases to exist. Specific to the sun god Amaterasu stories, and in many other spiritual traditions, as well as in science and nature, there is usually no life without light. That brings us back to this season of the returning of the light. The days and nights are of equal length, with the days continuing to build in length and the nights shortening until the summer solstice in June. We, too, are coming out of the darkness and building momentum and energy or gathering light within ourselves to do things and to manifest our desires in the world. If we're in sync with the cosmic forces, this is the time for our own awakening and transformation and our evolution as people and spiritual beings. Each turning of the wheel at this time of the year enables us to renew ourselves, be who we always hoped we'd be, and hopefully see things more clearly as we grow in wisdom. We have more juice now to reinvent ourselves, if you will. The light helps us see the world and ourselves more clearly and our role in the cosmic dance. Light shines forth, offering illumination that might give us clues to our destiny and purpose in life. This is the time that we take the ideas and seeds we planted in the dark, fertile ground of winter and nurture them to burst forth in the world. So with all that explained, can you see why this is the time of year when we make resolutions? Can you see how that tradition is based on actual, natural, cosmic, and spiritual laws? Let us use this time to fill our vessel with the light that nourishes our potential and fills us with life and with incentive to accomplish positive change. I would be remiss while we're talking about light and motivation, to not mention the goddess or St. Bridget of Ireland. She is both goddess and fire goddess and goddess of the healing waters. And what do you get when you mix heat and water? Steam. Yes, indeed. And what is steam? Steam is a force that propels you forward. Think, too, of Bridget's steam as a catalyst around this time of year that helps us renew ourselves, transform, and succeed in the resolutions we make. You have the natural energies of the universe working with you in these months leading up to summer solstice to see your resolutions through. Here are a few suggestions to help you accomplish your goals. First, make sure your resolution is reasonable. And don't try to make more than one change at a time. You can tie a string to your wrist to act as a trigger to keep you focused on your goal during the day. And have a deadline to accomplish that goal and a plan how you're going to accomplish your resolution. Do research or enlist help if you need it to ensure success. Keep a diary of your progress, challenges, and success. Show gratitude for your accomplishments. In other words, stay focused. 
So as we go forward, it's also important to remember our thoughts are powerful tools of manifestation. So nurture your attitude and thoughts with love. We must be the change we want to see in the world, cliche as that might sound. We must resolve to live our lives according to how we would like to see society change. So as we look within and outside ourselves, let us be filled with a certainty that the light will shine forth in the coming months, providing transparency, healing, balance, and enlightenment, not just to ourselves, but to humanity. Let us ride this roller coaster of a paradigm shift, not white-knuckled and in fear, but resolute to be filled with hope and excitement for the new world that we can create together. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, Resolutions and Return of the Light, from my book, Goddess Calling. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow night. I have a great regular show for you. Um, Our wonderful foremother and visionary, Rianne Eisler, will be here on the show. We'll be talking about domination and partnership and other wonderful work she's doing in the world to make this a better place. So have a wonderful solstice season. Be thinking about your resolutions. Try really hard to stay in sync with the universe and resist the temptation to run like crazy back and forth doing things that maybe you really don't want to do. If it's not giving you joy, maybe it's time for a new tradition. So thank you very much, dear listeners, for tuning in to Voices of the Sacred Feminine all of these years. And um, thank you for tuning in to our new audiobook series as well. As I said, this was the second installment, and there will be new ones uh, coming out every three or four weeks in the months ahead. Good evening, and I'll close again with Alea Deo because it is time for us to awaken. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.